Oh, beautiful. So good to just worship Him. This is already our second service of the day. Even in our first meeting, the people didn't want to leave. So glorious. And some of you, you will experience His, His presence. His glory in this place. Many times when people come here, leaders and pastors, they say, Yo, Pastor Henry, there's a presence of God in this place. Oh, it's an open heaven. It's an open heaven. And you can receive your miracle. In the first meeting, so many people were delivered from all kinds of bondages. And if you just allow the Holy Spirit to set you free, He will. Because Jesus loves you. Some of you, you need deliverance from anxiety or fear or worry. That's right. Just lift your hands. Welcome to Holy Spirit Church. Say, Lord, just touch me. Just heal me. Deliver me. This is beautiful, this anointing. Many times people say, Pastor, how are you doing this? You know, today we have four meetings. Three services like every Sunday, and then we have a baptism service as well. How do you do it? I tell you, it's only by the anointing. That is the power of God. Because in His presence... Right now, as Herke is playing, I feel refreshed. That's what the anointing does. Because sometimes you can get tired in your body. You know what you must do? Just spend time in His presence. His anointing is all over me. Money can't buy this. That's why we always make time for the Holy Spirit. Can I ask you just to put your hand on yourself like this? Just lay your hand on yourself and say, Lord, touch me again. Refresh me again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Erki. This morning I minister part five of the Spirit World series. People don't want me to end this. This morning I'm going to teach you on a wonderful gift. I really believe, please, I want you to, to listen up now. Listen very carefully. I believe that this gift is so important and that we need 
this gift of the Spirit like never before in the history. And you can, you can, the saying says you can bank what I'm saying. It means you can take what I'm saying. You can trust me. All the gifts are important. Yes, everyone. But we're living in a time where we desperately need this gift. And you know what the name of the gift is? The gift of discerning of spirits. Why? Because we are dealing with spirits all the time. If you can Get this teaching this morning in your heart and in your mind. Your life will change. As pastors and leaders, we are dealing with this on a daily basis. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, your fight is not against your husband or your wife or your auntie or your grandma or your mother-in-law. And as long as you fight in the flesh, you will never get victory. Our victory is in the spirit. So Jesus paid the full price already. Please understand, he paid the price by his own blood. But now we must take this gospel, the good news, we must take the word of deliverance, the word of healing. Psalm 107, 20 says, I've sent my word to do what? To heal you. As I'm preaching the gospel, the word, as I'm teaching the Bible, I'm sending the word to you. You have to receive it and say, Lord, I take it for me and my family in Jesus' name. Why do we need to discern like never before? Because the Bible says the devil himself sometimes would come like an angel of light. Very good teaching right now. And you don't even see that it is the devil in your house. You just think it's a misbehavior and it, it might be a misbehavior, but it's way more than that. It's spirit. So can we please start with 1 Corinthians 12 this uh, morning. Verse 10 says, and there's nine gifts. I'm not going to teach on the gifts. Just this one gift in context of this series. He says, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy. You see all these gifts in working in this church. To another discerning of spirits. To another different kinds of tongues. And to another the interpretation of tongues. So what is the gift of discerning of spirits? It is to discern spirit. Not like many people after a service come to me or my wife and say, Pastor, I discern that this guy or that girl 
doesn't feel well. Why? Because you look at the face and now you think you discern. That's not discernment. And sometimes you will, you will really make a mistake by, by saying things like that. That person doesn't look good because he's not as friendly as you are. Are you all with me? You cannot say you discern because you look at the face. We discern what? Spirit. God is spirit. This is very important. God is spirit. Satan is spirit. And we, as humans, are spirit. And then you get the angels of the Lord. And, and you can go and get the whole series. So the other day I was preaching at the South Coast. Had great meetings there, and afterwards a lady came to me and she wanted to give me a word. <laughs> and she said, Pastor, I see you as a as a young boy where you were praying on your knees. I say, That's correct. Because I was praying since I was a young boy. Spent a lot of time in prayer. Even as a teenager, praying hours and hours. She said, and I see that God is standing behind you. I said, yes, that's correct. And she said, I see that there's an angel walking with you. She was discerning spirit. And it was beautiful and correct. So don't say you discern somebody is not feeling well. Just rather say, it looks like that person is not feeling well. Or can I pray for you? Or you don't look so lacquer today. But when it comes to discernment, it's all about spirit and it's supernatural. It comes only by the Holy Spirit. Like prophecy, come on, like all the other gifts. Now here's a beautiful, a remarkable story in the book of Luke. I want you to follow on the board, chapter 13 from verse 11. Check this out. And behold, there was a woman who had a what? Say this out loud. I want you to see it for yourself. The Bible tells us here. So there was discernment here. There was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. <laughs> we have many medical sisters here. Come on, just let's be honest. Let's, let's talk to one another. They don't talk about spirit there. They just talk about conditions or illnesses. Or, and I understand because they work from out a book. And not every person who is sick necessarily, come on, has a spirit of sickness. But many, many, many do. Are you all with me? So here's the Bible and it shows us that we need to discern. There's a spirit of what? It calls it by the name infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up but when Jesus saw her he called her to him and said to her woman you are loosed from your what infirmity and he calls it by the name I want to open the word to you Nobody told Jesus 
Listen, before you enter this meeting this morning, there's a lady here uh, being bound with a spirit of infirmity. No, no, no. That's how he discerned it. In the spirit. Are you all with me? So, and then he only spoke a word, and that's what Jesus can do. He can only speak one word and you are healed. Can you say amen? May the Lord speak a word. Come on, over your family and over your body. and Take it now, over your finances and over your business. Just one word. And he just said, woman, you are loosed. Mm, that sounds nice. Turn to somebody and say, woman, you are loosed. Come on, prophesy. All right, I know there's brothers here as well. All right, all right, all right. You identify as a man. I know, I know, I know. Turn to somebody and say, you are loosed. Come on, prophesy. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus has healed on the Sabbath, and he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. <laughs> this is the law now. The spirit of what? Religion. Who hates the work of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of religion hates prosperity. Why? Because the devil wants you to be poor. And many people even believe this lie. Years ago when they're poor, they think they're holy. What a bunch of rubbish. You can't even bless somebody. Do you think it's holy? The Bible says Jesus became poor so that we can become rich. And now I hear people preach and say, yeah, it's spiritual. What are you smoking? Were there ever a time where Jesus was spiritual poor? Never. He raised the dead. Come on, somebody. He calmed the storm. There was never a time where Jesus was spiritual poor. That's the gospel. He became, he became sick so that we can become healthy. He became poor so that we can become rich. Not everybody becomes rich because many are not obedient. He, he himself said, you will always have the poor with you. But I want you to see that this is available, the gospel. Come on, salvation, healing, deliverance, financial blessing. Can you say amen? That's available. And now all of a sudden, when he healed this person and delivered her, the spirit of religion spoke. Don't heal on the Sabbath, blah, blah, blah. It's like people want to go back to the law. In Galatians, Paul says, who has bewitched you? You want to become like Jews? Are you crazy? Can I just tell you this? Without Jesus, there's no heaven. Pastor, what about the Jews? There's no heaven without Jesus. Selah. That's why God in His mercy will give them a chance and they will say, oh, 
This is the Messiah. You cannot enter heaven without Jesus. Come on, somebody. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Otherwise, any other religion group can say, well, we do this or we do that, we can go to heaven. No, 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 no. Without Christ, there's no heaven. That was good. And so now this guy says, come back on the other six days. And then Jesus answered him, you hypocrite. And I want you to see this. He didn't say, you hypocrite. No, no. You hypocrite. How would you like it when your pastor say, you hypocrite. That's why many churches won't invite Jesus. Some of you, let me help you. You you have a wrong picture of Jesus. You think he's just lovey-dovey and everything is fine. No, 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 no. Yes, he's love, but he he will also bring order. Can you say amen? Because his name is truth. This is a great teaching for another day. In Revelation, the Bible says, his name is truth. Many people say, Pastor, I like it when people are honest with me. Really? Until people become honest with you. And then you get people, they take offense so easy. Hmm? It means you are still too alive. You did not die to self. Because Paul says, I die daily. I crucify what? The flesh. Christ lives within me. Come on, somebody. I just give you word, word, word in this place. So now Jesus said, you hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey? Huh? And lead it away to water it? I mean, otherwise the animals will die. So it's okay for your dog or ox or donkey to drink, but I cannot heal this person. And now listen to his words. So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, in other words, in today's terms, a child of God. That was the law. Even here in Luke was still under the law. The New Testament starts where? When Jesus was resurrected. Are you all with me? You hypocrite. This daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound. Think of it. For 18 years. And now he asks. So ought not this woman to be loose from this bond on the Sabbath? If the Lord allows me, I want to teach on the Sabbath. It will an eye opener to you. Your life will never be the same again. It's not about rules anymore, sir. Jesus now has become our Sabbath. It's all about relationship with the living God. Come on, clap for Jesus in this place. It's all about walking with Him. If you get this, your life will change. You come to church. Why? Because you love Him. You want to sit under the Word. It's not about laws anymore. 
This is remarkable to me. The story. I tell you why. Because the Bible shows us that the discernment of spirits. It's not just somebody having a bad day or you give just a, another panadu or grandpa. And thank God for the panadus and the grandpas. But there's a spirit. And you know what he did? He loosed the woman. In other words, he delivered her. Check this out. And then she got healed in one moment. How many of you, come on, be honest now. Your family really need to be delivered from all kinds of bondage. Just be honest. And now it's not only sickness, but what about rebellion? Hello, what about offense? Somebody is honest with you and then you take offense. What do you call it? And you do it all the time. See? What about jealousy? Did you know that the Bible calls jealousy? It's a spirit, a spirit of jealousy. It's really a bad thing. Eh? It, uh, it, it destroys relationships. What about anger? A spirit. You need deliverance. I was speaking to a doctor. I want to tell you this story. Well-known doctor in our area. Yeah. And she told me this. <laughs> very sad but interesting story. She said, Pastor, let me tell you this. My husband died when he was 39 years old. He had a heart attack. And she explained to me exactly what happened. He was sitting. She said, and all of a sudden, in one moment, he fell backwards. <laughs> Died instantly. She said, let me tell you, my son, when he was 39 years old, the exact same thing happened to him. Heart attack, fell backwards, same manifestation. I said, that's a spirit. She said, yes, a medical doctor. What I want to teach you this morning, if you're not going to start discerning with whom you deal in your house, it will never become better. You know why? Because you will fight in the flesh. Do you enjoy this powerful teaching? You don't, you don't hear these things. In, in, in all churches anymore because people are moving away from these powerful things. We need desperately the spirit of discerning. And you've got to get to a place we are honest, even in your marriage, my wife and myself. We are honest. We talk about these things. Is there anything that we need to discern so that we can conquer this or that or whatever? Don't say, mm, I don't want to talk about this or that because I don't have a demon. Maybe you have. But people don't want to go there because then they feel like, hmm, that's not nice, you know? It's not about nice now. It's now about full victory. Say amen. It's about, it's about life in abundance. Come on, somebody. It's about the good life in Christ. 
Are you with me? The full gospel. So don't say, mm, there's no demons or, or bondages or problems in our families. Then you lie. Maybe you are free, but what about your children? There's people sitting at home right now because they are disobedient in their hearts. They don't even pay the Lord's tithe. And we get so used to things in these, in these days that, you know, we mustn't say anything because people get offended. No. A lie is still a lie. Are you with me? The truth are still truth. I pray that the Lord will open your eyes and your ears so that you can discern with what spirit you are dealing in your own house, where you work, your neighbors. Mm, that personnel you're working with. Now it's no longer a fight in the flesh because it will not help you. Or people in, in their marriages, they are fighting one another and you don't make any progress. But when you discern like, yeah, like the Lord Jesus, a spirit of infirmity, now you call it on the name. Yeah, this is good stuff. You see, the Lord will only confirm His word. This is so powerful what I'm teaching now that in the spiritual world, something is happening now. Because the spirit world, listen to me, is way more bigger reality than the flesh. But we are so used to what we see and hear and taste and feel and we must just look good and feel good. Everything is about that on social media. Everything has become now how you look. Oof. Self, self, self. You must feel good and you must look good. And it's okay to feel good and to look good, but what about your spiritual life? Come on now, what about your emotions? Look, now I'm preaching. What about your mind? Do you have the mind of Christ? So you have to discern maybe there's a spirit of rebellion or disobedience or anger in your family or maybe your boss has a problem. Spirits of lust. Hello, I'm talking now. If you don't discern it, you will never deal with it. You will just let it go because you don't want to speak about it. And then the devil laughs again because he says, she doesn't do anything about it. We're living in a time where people just want to hear how good they are. Really, it's in the new age time. How wonderful they are. And if you say things like that, woo, people like it. But what we need to hear, come on, help me, is the full gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to hear the truth. Can you say amen? So today you must ask the Lord, give me this gift so that I can discern and then start praying specifically. You fight your husband and there's no progress. 
because you don't discern. What spirit are you dealing with? If you don't deal with that spirit, that spirit will deal with you. It's like bitterness or unforgiveness. Listen, offense. If you don't deal with it and kill it, cast it out, that thing will deal with you. You become bitter. You walk around with unforgiveness and it's not long. You become sick. It's a spirit. Now, most people, where they go for a bit of counseling, I say this in all due respect, they will ask you, how do you feel? <laughs> it's not about a feeling. Because today you feel better, tomorrow you feel a bit down. We are not led by our feelings. We are led by the Holy Spirit. Come on. We are only led by Him, and He will always lead you to the Word of God. So when somebody comes up to you and prophesy, or so-called prophecy, it's not prophecy. Because real prophecy is the voice of God. Like, listen, the Lord says you must leave your husband now. Bunch of rubbish. It's not the word, and the Holy Spirit will only speak in line with the word. Hello? Or somebody comes and says, church is not important, or tithing is not important. It's rubbish. The Holy Spirit will never speak against His own Word. He's the author of His Word. Do you enjoy this? He will never contradict His own Word. And now, when you receive this teaching and this revelation, you will be more wakey, watchful. Now you discern with whom you deal. When you do business, come on, you pray and you ask, Holy Spirit, help me to see, help me to hear, help me to discern the Spirit. When we pray for sick people, we discern. Sometimes there's a Spirit like, yeah, you have to cast out that Spirit, otherwise the condition will never change. Jesus says, think of it. 18 years long being bound by Satan. And he says, this lady was a child, a daughter of Abraham. It's like, think about it. This child of God being bound by Satan. And then people are still arguing about, can a Christian have a demon? So there's a good example for you. Yes. Yes, 100%. We are not devil conscious. We are Holy Spirit conscious. We are Jesus minded. Can you say amen? amen? But you need to be equipped in these things. So that when you see the devil or the demon, you can cast him out. Amen. You can pray specifically. Hallelujah. Why is it that many people not get healed? I'm going to ask you a good question. You give them medicine, but the medicine only deals with the symptoms. Are you with me? Hello? Because there's spirit. 
So I always teach the pastors when you do counseling, you got to get to the root of the problem. Otherwise, you're only going to give a panada to the symptom. And the person feels a bit better, but tomorrow that thing is still there. It's like people are, f- are, are fleeing and say, if I can only go overseas. No, that thing is in you or with you. It goes with you. <laughs> so you need to deal with spirit. Come on, say amen. amen. In yourself, in your family. Listen, young people, listen to your past. Don't marry a person who doesn't love Jesus. Wait! Don't do that. You will regret it for the rest of your life. You want to marry a person, listen to me, young men, you want to marry a girl who loves Jesus more than you. Girls, you want to marry a man who loves Jesus more than you. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem. Just after that honeymoon, I'm telling you now, your problems will begin. Mm, this is good stuff. I can go home now. Do you enjoy this service? Your life will change. Don't ignore it. Start discerning. You deal with spirit. In your own life, your family, your colleagues, some of you teachers at school, spirits. At the hospitals, ooh. When I enter a hospital, can I teach you what I do? And we pray for people all the time. I will always say, Lord, I apply your blood over me. Always. That's why I don't allow anybody just to lay hands on me. No way. We don't allow anybody to lay hands on our people here. Because we don't know where your hands have been. I want to pray for you. That you will receive this gift. So tonight we're going to have impartation. Five to six. Come on. Some of you only come to one service on a Sunday. What about three or four? Mm, Don't be lazy. Stop with the excuses, man. Some of you prayer warriors, come early and pray. Be part of what God is doing in this great ministry. So tonight we're going to ask the Lord to impart and he will always do it through his vessels. Gifts. How many of you desire the gifts, come on, of the Holy Ghost? That's tonight. Can you stand with me for a moment? Just lift your hands. Everybody here. And I just want you to pray with me. Say, Holy Spirit, just touch me again. Come pray this. Touch my heart. Touch my mind. And now I want you to ask him, everybody. Come on. Every volunteer. Every leader here. Every person say, Lord, give me this gift. I need this gift. You must ask him. Help me to discern spirits. And now can you please put your hand 
only on the shoulder of somebody next to you, wherever you are, and bless, 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 bless. Come on, bless. Speak blessing. Speak life. Wow, what an awesome morning. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the equipping of your saints. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Take your seat. Praise God. I'm going to call up my beautiful wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.